How is it going, everybody? This is Sean Barnes. I want to welcome you to The Way of the Wolf. So we have a wonderful guest that's come on the show. I have been following her online for about a year because I just appreciate and value all of her content. It's funny, engaging, and educational. So I am thrilled to have her come on the show and talk about what she does and how she's changing people's lives. So Aaron Webb, welcome to the show. Thank you, Sean. I really appreciate you having me on. All right, perfect. I'm really looking forward to this. I know I just touched on how great your content is and you were just telling me how that's one of the most challenging aspects yes. of what you do. Mm-hmm. I can relate very much so. So I'm actually looking forward to getting into that aspect of it. But before we dive into that, can you tell us a little bit about who you are? Sure. Um, oh, that's a big question. Um, so I first, I like to tell people I'm a mom in my 30s. I am nobody special. I'm nobody different than all the other women out there. I'm 38. I have two kids. I have a son who is six. I have a daughter who's four. Um, I have a full-time job. I just... I am passionate about health and fitness. I'm passionate about helping other women, particularly women that are in the same boat as I was. I'm busy. I have a lot going on. I wear 10 different hats on any given day. Um, But it's really important to still take care of yourself, not only for you, but for your kids, for your husband, for your friends, for your extended family. Um, If you don't take care of yourself, you can't be there for all those that you love. So I, I've always thought it's very important to prioritize that above all other things. Yeah, it, it really is. And I, your message that you just shared resonates with me because like you, I have a full-time job. I'm passionate about health and fitness. I started this podcast about a year and a half ago to force myself out of my comfort zone to grow, but also because I just really enjoy helping other people. Mm-hmm. And that sense of fulfillment that comes with it, it's it's worth all the extra hours, all the time spent learning how to edit and work with videos and content and, and all of that stuff. So what drove you into using fitness to help help other Women, I think that's your your primary target, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So, what drove you to to help other women become better? Okay, I love this question. So, first of all, I grew up playing sports. I was very active. Uh, I very very transparent in the fact that I never really struggled with my weight per se um, because of that. I was always moving my body. Um, but then I got into my twenties, and over the course of twenty years, I did a lot of different things with regard to fitness. I've tried it all. Um, I did kind of traditional bodybuilding style training for a little while. And then I went into, I did just hot yoga because I saw a girl who was smoking hot. And I was like, what do you do? Um, Because I want to look like you. And she was like, well, I just do hot yoga. And so I was like, okay, cool, sold. So I did nothing but hot yoga for four months. I gained like 10 pounds. (laughs) So I was like, okay, this is not right for me. Um, Moved on. That's when I found CrossFit. Did CrossFit for 10 years, absolutely loved CrossFit, loved the CrossFit community. Um, but all the while, through doing all of this stuff, I still didn't have the body that I wanted. Um, so I was taking care of myself, I was prioritizing my health, all of that was was good. But of course, I still had a, an aesthetic that I was trying to achieve. And with all the effort that I was putting in, I was like, why am I not achieving this aesthetic? It's it's very frustrating to work so hard and not achieve the goal that you were after. So um, while, you know, I certainly, I, a lot of people would have said I looked great, but I still was trying to look a certain way and it wasn't getting there. So about four years ago, I figured out about macros and really started diving headfirst, learning everything I could about macros and tracking macros and really understanding how to fuel my body properly. For the last 20 years, I have lived in this mentality of trying to be skinnier, trying to be smaller, constantly thinking I needed to be, you know, trying to lose weight or um, now I know it to be trying to be in a calorie deficit. Back then, I didn't really even know anything about that. I was just trying to always eat less food, live on salads, try to eat as healthy as I could, cut carbs, you know, tried every little fad um, way of eating out there. The problem was I never had a huge level of discipline when it came to eating. So it, it none of those ever really stuck. But there's a reason why, because they're not sustainable. So, you know, there are certainly people who've had success with different diets out there. 
Um, but I believe that it's important to find what works for you, what works for your lifestyle, and what works for the way you enjoy eating. So um, I kind of stumbled across macros and learned how macros gave me the flexibility to learn how to properly fuel my body. So it's a very long answer to show you or to tell you that I kind of solved the problem in my opinion was like, well, if everybody can understand how to eat properly, how to fuel their body for the way they like to, to eat, they can they can solve their problem. They can figure out what's gonna work for them. And they're not, they're not constantly having to look to the next diet that's out there. They can figure out once and for all what's gonna be the proper way to fuel their body. So by solving my own problem, I literally found like I'd struck gold or felt like I'd struck gold and decided that this was something I had to share with other people. I, I myself struggled for 20 years to, to meet my goals. And I was like, man, if I can save these women from you know years and years of struggle and stress, like it's, it's incumbent upon me to share this thing that I found. And, and kind of, I spent four years playing with it and learning, you know, different tricks. And so I was like, okay, you know, even if it's somebody who knows kind of something about macros, let me save them all the time and trouble. Let me condense all of this information into one nutrition program and let me teach them. Now I've since kind of branched out from that, but that was originally what led me to online coaching. I love that. And and if I'm being honest, I experienced something similar in my life. In my early 20s, I started working for a bank and I was traveling through North Carolina, Virginia, living out of hotels. And one morning I woke up and looked at the mirror and I actually weighed about what I do now, but body composition was very different. Mm -hmm. And I went through this phase of starving myself, mm -hmm. eating salads and tuna, and that was it. Yeah. And I actually swung the pendulum too far and dropped down to about 158, 159 body weight. I'm six one, so I was like a, <laughs> I was like Skeletor walking around. Yeah. And but I was obsessed with I want to see my abs. I want to see my abs. But I didn't know enough about nutrition. I was eating like Campbell's soup. Like mm -hmm. oh well, this is 200 calories. Perfect. Great. And I, I just, I had no clue. Yep. And it wasn't until about 15 years ago, I met Chase Banks <laughs> and we ended up doing a meal plan together. And I learned so much about nutrition mm -hmm. and how it affects my body. Mm -hmm. And that was a pivotal moment for me. Chase was on the show. He was our 50 on 52, that episode. And just that guy is, I don't know. I'm not sure. Have you ever? I don't, I don't know him. Okay. All right. So Chase is just off the charts brilliant. I love that guy to pieces. It's just a genuine, good-hearted guy. But I also had this element where I spent a couple of years doing CrossFit, and I was training like crazy, working out so hard. And again, I wasn't as focused on the nutrition aspect of it. And I was thinking, well, I can outwork anything that I eat. And yep. that didn't work for me either. Been there, done that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then over the years, I started doing strength and conditioning and some bodybuilding. And I kind of settled into something that works for me, but it all comes down to nutrition. Yeah, That's like 80, 90% of it. And mm -hmm. most people don't want to hear that. Mm -hmm. But that's really what it comes down to when trying to achieve the physique, not only the physique that you want, but also just overall wellness absolutely because if you're not eating enough fats for example brain function is going to start to taper like it all plays a part into how we feel how we perform and then just longevity in life yeah and so i see in my opinion i kind of see two camps of women you've got the people like me maybe super type a that are gonna do everything they're gonna work out super hard they're gonna do CrossFit five to six days a week, and then they're gonna really severely restrict their calories. And like, I was under eating for, I mean, 15 years, I under ate, and it wasn't purposeful. I just did what I thought I was supposed to be doing by eating less and eating super healthy, so I wasn't eating nearly enough protein to build the muscle that I actually needed to have the lean physique that I now have that I didn't realize I needed to have this physique back then. So I now I eat way more protein and I eat way more calories than when I worked out so much harder back then. I work out less and I eat more. So that's the other thing. I see those, I see one woman that's there, they're gonna go 
balls to the wall, excuse my language, on for everything, and they're overdoing it. They're either overworking or under eating, but their body is under fueled, under recovered, overstressed. It can potentially wreak havoc on their hormones, um, particularly for women. Uh, you can tank your thyroid. You can tank your your testosterone, your sex drive. I mean, all kinds of your your sleep can be completely off the charts. Which at the end of the day that's going to leave you under recovered and, and overstressed. Your cortisol levels are going to shoot through the roof and your health is going to take effect as well as you're not going to achieve the, the physical result that you want. So you've got that. And then you've got these other women that they're super busy and maybe they've never worked out before. So they're really intimidated and they think either they don't know how to do it or they don't know they don't have time to do it. And they kind of put it off because they're unfamiliar with it. Um, so the reason why um, I ended up joining up with Beachbody, which is what I'm kind of doing now, um, is that there are lots of different programs for all kinds of different women and all kinds of different goals. So primarily, like I will say, I think everyone should be resistance training. I don't care if you're a man. I don't care if you're a woman. I don't care if you're 20. I don't care if you're 60. You should be resistance training. I think uh, having muscle on your body is the key to longevity, to metabolism, to health. As we age, we all lose muscle mass. This is science. It's a fact. So if you are not, you know, in your 20s, you may be genetically blessed. You may have a fantastic metabolism, great muscle mass. After your 30s, that starts to decline. So into your 30s, if you didn't work out in your 20s, not that big of a deal. You can pick up your weight, the weights in your in your 30s and you can start maintaining the muscle mass that you have and or rebuilding muscle mass that you may be losing otherwise that's going to rebuild your metabolism or support your metabolism going forward so many people say complain about oh i hit my 30s and just everything changed and what used to work back then doesn't work now it's not because our bodies completely changed it's just because you're starting to lose muscle mass which does affect how your body burns calories so if you can simply um, repair or rebuild that muscle mass, you can kind of reverse the aging effects. And you don't have to just simply say, well, I'm in my 40s. This is how my body's going to be. Man, okay. A lot of stuff to unpack there. <laughs> Sorry, I no, kind of went on it. <laughs> but, but no, it's it's all really, really good stuff. Okay, so one of the things that came to mind for me whenever you were you were talking through all of that is I had a conversation a couple of weeks ago with a a friend of mine and coworker that basically whenever he trains trains really hard he's got a personal trainer and was talking about how he's just sore every day of the week mm -hmm. and he was asking a buddy of his he's like hey are you like, how do you feel whenever you get up and you're just going through life? He's like, oh, I, I feel fine. Well, his buddy didn't work out or train at all. Mm. He just like would go play golf every now and then, something like that. And the question came up. He's like, have you ever thought about when you train and you push yourself and you're achy and sore and just feel run down all of the time? Is it really worth exercising? And I paused for a moment and thought, well, one – you're probably overtraining. That's probably one aspect of it, or under eating, mm -hmm. or a combination of both. There's not enough recovery, isn't right. right. But yes, the key to longevity is lean body mass. Mm -hmm. And there's countless studies that talk through the numerous health benefits and the average lifespan of somebody who has greater lean body mass than somebody who is obese and lives a sedentary lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Said, you know, I think a better approach would be to work with your trainer and say, hey, I am dying. I am sore. I'm achy. I'm hurting. What can we do differently? And I think some people, they struggle with that. Whenever they get into the fitness realm, especially if they've lived a sedentary lifestyle, and then they go all in like mm -hmm. a type A person that you were talking about, and they just crush themselves. Their their hormones tank, cortisol shoots up, and it has this this almost a spiral effect right they're working so hard but they're not getting or achieving the goals that they're they're looking to achieve so do you have many clients that you run into that experience that so i i will say most of my clients are older they're in their 30s 40s even older 
And so many of them, I'm pleasantly surprised. They have already learned that doesn't work because they've tried it. So I'm kind of very fortunate. I don't have to convince them that that's not going to work anymore. Yeah. I either, again, I've got one person that has never really even worked out and I'm trying to kind of baby step them into this is now going to be a part of your lifestyle because that's always my message. I'm not a quick fix. I'm not going to put you on a crash diet. I'm not going to put you through an eight week program that's going to give you these like massive transformations you're going to look smoking hot and then stop working out. Like that's not what I'm about. I don't believe that's the right way to do this because I'm I'm here to promote a healthy lifestyle. I'm not here to promote a transformation. So, I oh my god, I lost my train of thought. What was the question? <laughs> Well, we talk about training hard and oh. feeling sore and achy all the time versus said, just not doing anything. Okay. So, yeah. So most of the women that by the time I they've come to me, they resonate with my message, which this is another thing. I mean, I'm putting out specific content that when I make content, I think of myself 10 years ago, 15 years ago, five years ago, whatever it may be. I think, what would I have liked to have heard at that point? What, you know, when I was knee, you know, up to my eyeballs, doing CrossFit, under eating, felt exhausted, tired, like you said, under recovered, you know, what would I have wanted to hear at that point of, you know, you're doing all this work, kind of spinning your wheels, because you are, you're not focusing on the most important piece, which is, and it wasn't I wasn't focusing on nutrition, because I was, I just wasn't doing it right. There's so much bad information out there, that it's hard to understand, or it's hard to parse through, what is the right thing to do for me? Because there's so many different diets that work for different people because everyone has a different lifestyle. Everyone has a different background, a different diet history, a different way of eating and living. So this one diet may work for this person, but this other diet is gonna work for this person. And the part of my job is I'm trying to help these women figure out what's gonna work for them. I try to take a very individualized approach um, while using tools that aren't necessarily individualized. So I have different workout programs that are pre-written, but you've got some workout programs that are more for heavy lifters that want to build some serious muscle. You've got other workout programs that are, you know, kind of like a bar based or Pilates based that are still resistance training because you're using body weight, but it may be for somebody that's just not interested in lifting heavy weights or that's still too intimidating for them. Maybe they need to be baby stepped into using actual weights. So I, again, I like to get, I like to get on the phone with women, have actual conversations. I ask tons of questions about what have you done so far? What's your background with this? What, what are you struggling with? And try to figure out what specifically can I tell this woman? What's the strategy for her that's going to finally make her successful? So it's a tailored pro, a tailored approach for every one of your clients. It is. I think that is the best way. You see so many different online fitness programs, and y you can look at it. And, oh, buy my program for forty bucks, and you know it's that might work for twenty percent of the population. And it's unfortunate because to circle back, there's so much bad information out there, and it took you twenty years to parse through all of it and figure out what actually works and mm -hmm. what doesn't. And I appreciate the fact that you're trying to shrink that timeline down and give people pointers and tips and say, hey, based on your body type, based on what you're telling me, based on your experience, we need to tailor this a bit. We need to focus on doing some more resistance training. Maybe your body doesn't respond well to a high fat diet. Maybe keto is another example. Like that diet is <laughs> very popular. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work for me at all. Like I've tried it, especially whenever I was into CrossFit. I think it I don't think they called it keto back then, but uh, something analogous to that. Yeah. And it did not work for me at all. I, I felt miserable. I was uh, bloated and retaining water and inflammation. It just, it was really weird. Mm -hmm. And I was losing weight the whole time. So everybody's body is different. Everybody's life experiences, genetics, they all play a role. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think some online trainers try to like cookie cutter a program just to get scale. Yeah. Okay, if your ultimate goal is scale and revenue, I guess that's one approach. But you strike me as somebody that's more interested in changing lives than scale and revenue. Is that a fair assessment? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I was, so like when I first started online coaching, I was writing my own programming. I made my own nutrition course, which I still have my nutrition course. 
But I was caught between this this place where I didn't have enough time to really program for everybody. And I want to do, I want to change people's lives. I want to be able to provide a customized solution for each person, but there's only so much of me to go around. There's only so much time I have, especially because I am a mom and I have a full-time job. So I, that's, that is why I was thankful to partner with and thankful that I found Beachbody because I feel like I'm able to kind of get the best of both the worlds. I have this, you know, out of the box system where there's stuff that's already kind of pre-programmed and but I can pick and choose so I can I can customize okay I want you to do this program or no I want you to do this program and then same thing for nutrition programs there's a couple different nutrition programs to choose from and then I still also have my nutrition program outside of Beachbody for those people that really want to dive into macros so I kind of have three different options with nutrition I've got one that's like a macros for dummies because macros is it's hard. It takes a lot of effort. If you're not cooking your food, if you don't want to weigh and track mm-hmm. your food, it's mm-hmm. going to be a struggle for you. So, but that is not the only approach that people can take. So, I, I, for me, I feel like I have found a method where I can have a lot of different options, and I don't have to. Um, and I can take that and make that customizable for people. Yeah. Okay. We have talked a lot about nutrition and macros. And mm-hmm. I just had this realization event that some of the listeners might not really understand what that means. Can you break it down oh, sure. for them? Yeah, I totally. I take that for granted sometimes. So macronutrients are proteins, fats, and carbs. So it's just simply a way of breaking your food down into three different food groups where you and it all adds up to calories. So I guess let me kind of backtrack. At the end of the day, you know, you'll hear people say calories in, calories out. That kind of is the reality. If you are over consuming your calories, it doesn't matter what mix of protein, fats, and carbs you have, you are going to gain weight. Um, if you are under consuming your calories, potentially you will lose weight. So really your calorie range is kind of king there. But once you figure out what would be your maintenance level of calories, which I think is super, super important. I actually have that conversation with every single client of mine. I don't care if they've never tracked calories a single day in their life, if it means nothing to them, I tell them, this is what your maintenance calories should be. So basically your body should be able to handle this amount of calories. What's interesting is for me personally, my maintenance calories, which a lot of people are shocked when I tell them this. So I weigh about 125 pounds. I'm 5'5". I very regularly will eat between 2,000 and 2,500 calories. Um, I have some women who come to me, they're eating 1,200 calories on a daily basis and they're shocked that they can't lose weight. And I understand why they're shocked because it's not a lot of food. In their mind, they're like, well, I'm starving myself. Why the heck am I not losing weight? Well, if you have underconsumed or if you've eaten 1200 calories for an extended period of time, what you're doing is you're you're actually slowing your metabolism down. So when you um, consume less calories than your body needs to survive, your body's going to say, OK, hold on a second you're not giving me enough calories to survive. So what I need to do is I need to become more efficient because if this is all the fuel you're gonna give me, I need to I need to figure out how to live. So I'm gonna burn off any excess muscle that's on your body because muscle is more, um, burns more calories than fat. So you will lose muscle mass. It will also um, slow down your metabolism because again, it's just trying to survive on whatever little amount of food you're giving it. So your body will burn fewer calories at rest. And then it's also gonna, potentially, you know, wreck your sleep, wreck your hormones. Um, It's going to slow down different metabolic processes. You can become constipated. You can become, um, you can have issues with, like you said, brain fog. Um, You're just, you're going to start to see your body breaking down because your body's, you're simply because you're not giving it enough fuel to function. Um, You know, for, I don't want to get too into the weeds here, but for me, I, that's like 1400 calories a day. So when some women come to me and they tell me they're eating 1200 calories, I tell them, look, your body needs 1400 calories just to survive. And you're trying to, to be a mom, have a job, run around and do extra exercise on top of that. Mm -hmm. You're starving your body. 
And getting them to understand that, it's actually been a much easier conversation than I expected because they have done it for so long. They're like, well, that makes sense because I feel all of this. I'm exhausted all the time. I don't sleep well. I feel horrible. So they're kind of like, yeah, that that all makes sense. So getting them to buy into, we need to increase your calories so that we can ultimately increase your metabolism and also ultimately increase your muscle mass is not that hard of a conversation. Now, actually getting people to eat more calories is a little bit tricky. That's why I like to say I'm a mindset mentor too, because there is such an emotional component when it comes to all of this stuff. Women have grown up thinking their entire lives, being told they either need to lose weight or they need to eat less or exercise to be skinny and run and do a bunch of cardio. So you're fighting years and years of bad messaging trying to get them to reframe how they look at exercise and nutrition. You're trying to rewire their thought process because Mm -hmm. you're right. There's so much bad information out there and people are raised. Well, I mean, I was guilty of it myself. I was eating chicken noodle soup thinking, Mm -hmm. oh, calories in versus calories out. Mm -hmm. And that was not working for me. And so one thing that also... I find interesting because I have a lot of people come to me for advice on on fitness and and I always talk through nutrition has to be first. And when women come to me, they start talking to me, I start asking, okay, well, like, what do you eat on on a regular day? And some of them might only be consuming 800 calories a day or, or even less. And maybe they are overweight. And they're like, this doesn't make any sense at all. I've been like calories in versus how is this even possible? And I talk them through once you start depriving your body of so much food and eating so little, I should say, the body goes into this fat preservation mode where you're, you've burned off all your muscle. It's storing fat for energy because it doesn't know when it's going to get its next meal. And whenever I talk them through, okay, we're going to increase your calories. It's just like, Whoa, no, no, yep. no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> like, no, it's going to be good calories. But then to your point, getting them to actually eat those calories is a whole nother story. Oh yeah, I have women tell me all the time, well, I'm not hungry. I'm like, of course you're not because your body is struggling to survive right now. Like you're just, everything is off and that includes your hunger signals. And and for me, I kind of have slight, a slight advantage to you because I am a woman who has done it. Yeah. I have reverse dieted myself. Yeah. So, and that's for your listeners, that's what it's called. It, it's called a reverse diet where you slowly increase your calories over time. And if you do it properly, you will not necessarily gain weight. Some people might gain a little bit of weight. I did it personally and gained mm-hmm. not a single pound. Um, I reversed myself from 1400 all the way up to 2000 and I didn't gain any weight. So I can be like, look, I did it. I've been there. I did it for years where I damaged my metabolism. I under ate and you know, went through that process. And yeah, there are days where I was like, oh my God, I have to eat more food. Are you freaking kidding me? Um, you know, it, it, it's, I like to, I like to give them this example. You need to train your metabolism just the same way that you train your body. So when I say that you're, you're slowly adding more food, you're training your body to be able to handle more food. Just like when you're weight training, you're slowly going up in weight, you're building your strength. Um, so same thing for your metabolism. You're teaching your metabolism. I'm going to give you a little bit more food and I need you to still kind of maintain the same body. I'm going to do that. I'm going to give you a little bit more food, try to maintain the same body. And then eventually you hit close to maintenance and then your body's like, oh, wow, like you're actually going to give me as many calories as I need. Oh, cool. Let me start turning back all these processes on. Um, I can start burning fat now. I can start building muscle now. Oh, I can, you know, give you some nice restorative sleep so that you can get recovery so that you're not run down every single day. So you're not exhausted. Um, you, you know, it's amazing. When I was reverse dieting, I, when I was eating like 15 or 1600 calories, I was in that, oh my gosh, I can't eat any more food. You know, what am I going to do? But I did it anyway because I knew. I knew the process. So I was like, I'm going to commit to the process. I'm just going to do it. And then I got to about 1800 calories and I was like, whoa, I'm freaking starving every single day. This doesn't make any sense. I was eating 1500 calories and I was full, couldn't eat anymore. Um, But to me, that was my body saying, okay, I can trust that you're going to actually feed me now. So I'm going to start doing all the things. And that's that was when it it was a light bulb moment for me. Then I was like, okay, I'm doing the right thing. This is what my body needs. And I continued all the way up to 2000 calories. And then since then, that was probably a year and a half ago. Since then, I have I you could have never told me 
10, 15 years ago that I would have ever eaten 2,500 calories ever um, and been comfortable with it and had no guilt issues or like emotional stress about it. Yeah. So I started a couple months ago, I started pushing the limit and started like, okay, well, let me see what happens if I try to eat a little over maintenance. Can I actually do that and build some muscle or am I just gonna gain a bunch of weight? Pleasantly surprised, I gained two or three pounds, but I mean, based on measurements, it was almost purely muscle. Um, so I want to challenge women to change their mindset. Stop being in this restrict, restrict, restrict and start thinking about how can I fuel my body to build muscle? Let me get stronger. Let me increase my lean body mass and look at food from that perspective. Look at training from that perspective. Don't sit there and run your face off trying to be skinnier, trying to be smaller. Try to be leaner because then what'll happen is if you're actually able to successfully put more muscle on your body, your body then burns more calories at rest. So you will ultimately start burning off that excess fat if you are patient and you stick to the process, which does take a long time. So that's hard. It's hard to get women to kind of wrap their heads around because, you know, the weight, the scale might start to go up when they start resistance training and they start to freak out. And I have to talk them all off the ledge. I'm like, I promise you, if you just stick with me and you trust me, it's gonna go either the other direction or it may not even go the other direction, but you're gonna see the physical changes in the in the tape measure and in the mirror and you're gonna like what you see. Well, that's what's important. It's gotta come down to, to measurements, not the number on the scale. And that's another thing where people have it beat into their heads. There's this body weight, there's this number on this scale that I have to change. Mm -hmm. And, and I've seen it. There's been a few women that I've coached on like meal plans over the years, and I encourage them and have to talk them through eating more calories. And you're right, it probably is easier for you <laughs> because I feel like I'm beating my head against a wall. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you get them to start eating more of the right types of calories. And there have been times when the number on the scale starts to go up. I'm like, just trust the process. You're building muscle. Muscle mm -hmm. weighs more than fat. Mm -hmm. Measure yourself. Take your measurements once a week. How do you feel? How do you look in the mirror? How are your clothes fitting? Those are the things that are the most important. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned having this kind of pivotal moment whenever you stuck to the process of doing a meal plan. It was the same thing for me with Chase. We did kind of a typical bodybuilding plan where I was... I had been under eating for so long, like I mentioned. He's like, we got to get some weight on you. Mm -hmm. And we spent four or five months just gradually incremental, incrementally increasing my calories. And the last few months, I was at 45, 4,800 calories a day. I, was, I never would have imagined I could have mm -hmm. eaten that much. <laughs> Each meal I would walk away from just miserably full, stomach distended. And then within an hour and a half, I was ravenous. Yeah. I felt like a starving Ethiopian ready for that <laughs> next meal. And then and then we tapered it off and, and I did a cut. But what I found is like my body, once I start getting past the probably 200 pound range it's mm -hmm. difficult for my body to take all of that food and put it to muscle i would just start gaining body fat yeah. and so i found this kind of new homeostasis for my body where i feel lean and strong and fast it's usually in the mid 190s mm -hmm. and and around 3600 calories a day mm -hmm. and while some people have approached me in the gym saying, hey, would you want to do a bodybuilding show at some point? I don't have any desire to do that yeah. because the the mental anguish, the amount of calories, the, the effort that goes into it, I respect people that do those and that put their bodies through it. But there's also a significant risk. Mm -hmm. Whenever you step on stage and your body fat is in the low single digit range and then you come off of it, you see a lot of people that have wrecked their metabolism Absolutely. and then they just go crazy and there are some people that step on stage and you look wow that's that's really impressive and then three months later you wouldn't even think they've ever stepped foot in a gym mm -hmm. just because they bounce back so bad yeah. and that brings me back around to it being a lifestyle change mm -hmm. you touched on that early on in the show it's like it has to be a lifestyle change and about longevity and and well-being yeah absolutely um you know i i follow a ton of bodybuilder female bodybuilders um, on Instagram and on social media, simply because same thing, I I respect what they do. I appreciate the physique that they have built. Personally, I have zero desire to ever do that because for me, it's about how fit can I be just living my life and 
I'm not, I'm putting, not putting that much effort into it. I am, you know, I did spend time learning how to track macros, learning how to, you know, learning how much protein I actually need on a day-to-day basis, learning the right mix of fats and carbs for me to feel good, to feel, have, have good energy, to feel strong. So I did put that energy in, but beyond that, like, I just want to live my life. I want to be a mom and take care of my kids and set a good example for my kids. I mean, I have way more energy put into, you know, trying to figure out where their next baseball game is going to be and where their next doctor's appointment is going to be. I don't have time to put that much energy and effort into my physique. So I, but I, but I want to feel good and I want to look good because it's important. It's important to how you show up in life when you are taking care of yourself it trickles down into every other aspect of your life. When you are a confident person because you take care of yourself and you feel good with the way you feel confident with the way you look, you are, um, you're just, you're better at your job. You are better as a parent. You're happier. You're better as a partner. So um, to me, prioritizing that trickles into every other area. And I feel like you have a happier life because you did prioritize that. Yeah, living a happy and fulfilling life. And the example that I like to cite to people, back in 20, I think it was 16 or 17, I went up to Banff in Canada, mm-hmm. just a beautiful national park. For all of you listening, if, you've, if you haven't ever been, try to get there. I know mm-hmm. it's travel restrictions make it challenging right now, but if you can get there, definitely do it. That day, or one of the days that I was there, I rented a mountain bike. I went mountain biking the entire day and then came back, turned in the bike in the town of Banff. And as I was riding my bike through, I saw CrossFit Banff. And I was like, oh, all right, well, let's check this out. So I dropped in and did a CrossFit workout. Now, I was a little bit tired. But the thing that stuck with me is the fact that I spent the entire day mountain biking, taking pictures, enjoying this beautiful scenery, and then went and did a workout at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt like, man, between my nutrition and the way I work out just for my my body type, to be able to experience on a vacation something like that, that's what it's all about. I mean, I see some people that they'll go hiking for an hour and a half and then they're wrecked for the entire day. Yeah. Like you think about it, you missed out on 10 hours of beautiful scenery just because you weren't taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's one aspect of health and fitness that that I appreciate and try to push on other people. It's like, you want to live life to the fullest. And this is part of it. Yeah. Yeah. And that actually, so another moment that I kind of had a, a light bulb moment mm-hmm. was when my kids were a couple years ago, when my kids were even smaller, I'd come home from CrossFit and all I wanted to do was sit on the couch. I was wrecked. I was exhausted. And I don't blame CrossFit at all for that. I blame the fact that I was under eating. Um, and it, so it, it was simply just not understanding the process, not understanding nutrition, not understanding how important that component was. Um, but yeah, I would work all day and then I'd go do my workout. So I was doing all the things that I thought I should do, but then I had zero energy left to go and kick the soccer ball with my son or to do whatever. I mean, he's the most active little boy. He's a typical little boy. So I'd come home and it was mommy, come throw the football with me. Mommy, come kick the soccer ball with me. And all I wanted to do was sit down. And I'm like, I am a fit, you know, individual. This is ridiculous. Like I, I, I'm doing this to be able to have the energy to be able to play with my kid. And I can't. So that was another moment where I was like, okay, something's wrong here. Like it's, For me, again, you're right. It's all about being able to live life to its fullest, to be happy and healthy and fulfilled. And if you're sick and if you're exhausted every single day and you can't get off the couch, you are missing out on so many opportunities, whether it's playing with your son or whether it's, you know, going on a mountain biking, you know, trails through beautiful, beautiful country in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Let's shift gears a little bit. Let's talk about content creation now. Favorite subject. Oh my gosh. (laughs) There's probably some similarities here between you and I. I started the podcast a little over a year and a half ago and realized, okay, it doesn't matter what content I create. If I'm not pushing it out there, nobody's going to know about it. I am an introvert by nature. My entire life, I've been that quiet, shy little person. (laughs) And working in IT, I would just work in my office, do my own thing. Creating content was not something that came natural to me. Um, I 
I enjoy technology, but enjoying technology and being able to create good content, those those don't always align. So <laughs> this is something that I've struggled with. I feel like I'm starting to get better at it and I'm starting to get people that will approach me in the gym like, hey, I love that little clip you made, things like that. Talk me through what prompted you to start creating content and what is the most challenging aspect of it? Because I have to say, your content is spot on. I oh, thoroughly <laughs> enjoy it. And while it doesn't always relate to me as a male, right. but it's such great content. I'm always sharing it with other friends, things like that. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I, I really appreciate that because I despise uh, creating content. So, <laughs> um, so, okay, when I decided to become an online coach, it was one of the, it was the first thing that was beat into me. You need to be posting every single day. And at that point, reels were still very brand new. Um, so it wasn't necessarily post a reel every single day, but it was post something every say, every single day, be on your story every single day, and then also post. And I will be very, very honest, in the beginning, I was like, this is this is gonna kill me. Like, I can't. I, I, it, it, so for me, I'm also like, I, I put a lot of thought into what I do. I don't just do stuff half cocked. So if I'm going to make a post, I want it to be valuable, informative, funny or educational or something like I'm not just posting a freaking picture of me, you know, posing just for the sake of it. So I want to share something that's useful or helpful to somebody out there. Um and that so that takes a lot of effort and energy and my brain is constantly buzzing with all kinds of things I can share but I'm like but how do I so the other thing was I, I like to tell stories and it, back then well it's probably still the same like you can only post so long you can only type up such a long message so I was posting these really really long things and I'm like I don't even know if anyone's reading this um, but that's just how I communicate I like to tell like stories and I like to give a lot of background I like to give a lot of information um, so that, that has always been a struggle and it does get easier. I'll say for anyone out there who's on social media, it will get easier because you kind of find your groove. You kind of find like what works for you. And so then reels came around, um, or at least I became aware of reels and how reels can help grow Instagram. And so then I started making reels. So what I will do there, um, is I just kind of scroll looking for inspiration or looking for, um, different audios that are trending. And then, you know, I try to keep it as short as I possibly can because I could go on forever and ever and ever trying to come up with ideas. So I I batch make I, I batch create my content every week. I, I spend like an hour or two or however long it is. I'll sit down and say, okay, well, I'm going to make all my content for next week. And the reason why I do that is, I mean, to be honest, I, I'm just, I'm busy. I, like I said, I've got a full-time job. I've got kids. I work out. I take care of myself. I have my clients that I got to take care of. So in the very beginning, it was every single day. Okay, what am I going to post today? That is nerve wracking and that is stressful. And it feels like this giant weight that's on your shoulders every single day. So I was like, I, I after several weeks of that, I knew very quickly that wasn't going to work for me. Um, so now I do it a week at a time. And I will kind of, like I said, find inspiration. But then again, at the end of the day, anyone that's on social media, I've learned this as well. You need to find, you need to, in your mind, you need to understand who is your ideal client. It needs to be one specific person. And usually, to be entirely entirely honest, it's you five, 10 years ago. You know, you're, you solve the problem for yourself, at least in my world, it, it applies. I solved the problem for myself. So what I want to do is I want to find other women out there that were just like me, had the same struggles as me, so that I can tell them, look, I was there. I've done it. Here's how I fixed my problem. Here's how I solved my problem for myself. Let me trust me that I can help you. Um, you will end up catching other women that aren't necessarily. And I know I keep saying women, but you know what I mean? Um, you'll end up catching other people that may not be exactly like you were, may not have the exact same struggles as you, but you can, they will relate to you in some way or another. Maybe they didn't have all those struggles, but maybe they're a mom who is super busy and doesn't have time to work out. Um, so uh, that's, you got to speak to one specific person and then whoever resonates with that, that's going to be who's going to be best um, helped by your services and whatever it is you're doing. I love that. And as you were talking through that, you're 100% right. And 
I, I do all of those things myself. I hadn't put much thought into it, but a lot of my content is focused on helping me mm-hmm. 10, 15 years ago. And, and I've gotten to where I start batch creating my content just because I also realized, oh my God, that is nerve wracking trying to get up. You, you get up and you're like, oh crap, I haven't done anything for today. I've got to post something. Mm-hmm. And so the batch creation, targeting a specific audience, especially an audience that you can relate to because it was you allows you to connect with them on a Absolutely. much deeper level as opposed to some broad broad large group and Gary V do you know who Gary Vaynerchuk uh-huh. is okay yeah. so Gary talks a lot about okay create content and try to target six different groups create six different pieces of content that will target these specific groups now I have a full-time job <laughs> I've got right. a lot of stuff going on yep. so that proves to be quite challenging for me But also, the thing that's most important is that the content that I share, the messaging that we talk about on the show, that it's able to help people become more successful and help them live a happy and fulfilling life. And and if I can target a group that can identify and, and resonate with my messaging because it's targeted towards a younger version of me mm-hmm. or someone that has as career aspirations, because I talk a lot about leadership development, that's what's most important to me. I'm not focused on getting 10 million views and all of that stuff. I just want to impact if I can impact 50 people's lives, I'm thrilled mm-hmm. and happy because it, it's not about scale or money or anything. It's really just about helping people out. Yeah. So I love it. Yeah. And then, so the other component there is in the beginning, I was always like, I can't, I, I want to share something only if it's valuable and only if it's educational or whatever. I've, I've, str- I've gotten away from that a little bit. Like I sometimes just share me and what I'm struggling with or, you know, something, just something that may not necessarily be like the most aha light bulb moment, but I want people to understand that I'm just like them. I'm just a woman who is trying to figure out life and trying to figure out how to be a good mom and how to try, you know, have a full-time job and do this side hustle. Like the, you know, kids say, (laughs) um, (laughs) The, the whole point of this is to find more fulfillment. Um, I, you know, I realized at a very young age that I like helping people and I thought health and fitness was my passion. And in the past like year and a half, I've realized really my passion is helping people. And I didn't really realize that until very recently. I'm also passionate about health and fitness, but I can utilize that as a tool to help people. So that's when it was all just like, that's when I decided I'm going to do an online, become an online coach. I have all of this knowledge and all of this understanding that I can use to legitimately change people's lives. So I was like, I, again, I just felt like kind of called to do something with it. And so that's here yeah. I am. <laughs> okay. So what is next for you? What's, what's on the horizon for your business, for life, for all the things that you're working on? I, so I have big plans. Um, at this point, I have realized I am kind of not tapped out, but I can't do this by myself. I need people. I need to have people that help me um, because there's only so many lives I'm going to be able to change on my own. So the reality is I want to build a team of women and it may not be a massive team. It may be a handful of women. It doesn't really matter. I don't really care how big it is, but I do want to help other women teach them how they can use whatever talents they have. Um, it's going to stay within the health and fitness realm, obviously, because that's what I'm. That's what I'm doing. But I want them to be able to utilize. I want to teach to bring them to their full potential, and show them that they can also impact other lives by simply showing up in their own life and prioritizing themselves and being a leader, and then sharing what's working for them. That's it. That alone can show other people that, well, hey, if she can do it, I can do it. And that, I mean, that's it. That's to me, that is, that is the entirety of it. You show how you are just a normal person who was able to find success. It's going to inspire all these other people to say, if she can do it, I can do it. Yeah. Makes it much easier for you to impact more and more lives Mm -hmm. because it's not just, let's just say you're kind of referring to bringing more coaches onto your team. Right. Maybe fair. Okay. So you, let's just say Aaron has the ability to influence 
you know, maybe 30 clients a week or whatever the number is. Okay, well, if you get two more coaches that are working with you, you're impacting their lives yep. and then giving them the opportunity to learn how to impact maybe 10 or 15 people a week. Yep. And that's how you start to scale and helping other people be happy and healthy. Yeah, and what's what's a lot of people don't think about this is, yes, health and fitness can change your life and can help you, you know, find some fulfillment and happiness and all that, but also helping other people gives you a level of fulfillment that I I think it's it's unparalleled. So if I can show other women how they can help other people, I am giving them the best gift that I can possibly give them. 100%. Absolutely. I love it. What is the biggest takeaway that you would like the listeners to have from this show? Uh, that's a that's a hard question. Um, I think the biggest takeaway is we're all busy. We all have so many things going on. If you want to prioritize your health and fitness, it's not going to just happen. If you want to lose weight or if you want to look a certain way or if you want to feel better, it's not always about look. Sometimes you don't feel good. Um, it's not just going to happen. You have to make it a priority. You have to actually spend time every single day. And it doesn't have to be a lot of time. But Personally, like I schedule my workouts and my calendar. I know this block of time I'm going to be doing a workout. I hold myself accountable just like it's any other meeting. Um, and that is my time for me to focus on my own mental health and to make myself physically stronger. So a lot of women, oh, well, you know, I just I just don't have time. You make time. You know, I thought I was so busy before I had kids. How am I ever going to have time to raise two children? You make time. You figure it out. And so my, I guess my point is there's always going to be distractions in life. There's always going to be bumps in the road. There's always going to be hurdles. You don't have to be all or nothing. You just have to be making it a priority every single day. And some days are going to be better than others. But if you do make it a priority and put it on your schedule, it'll eventually start to kind of snowball and it'll eventually become just part of what you do and part of your lifestyle. And then it just kind of snowballs from there. The rest of your life just gets better because of it. Perfect. So I, I just, I love it. How do people contact you? Um, okay, so I don't have like a website or anything. Um, nowadays, everything's just kind of on social media. So you guys can find me on Instagram um, or on Facebook, either one. Uh, my It's at Aaron M. Webb on Instagram and to be entirely honest, I don't even know. I think it's the same thing on Facebook. Um, it's Aaron Molison Webb is how my actual name is. Um, so I don't know okay. if you're going to put that in some sort of I will. show notes yeah, or I'll something. Put, I'll put all that in the show notes okay. so that people can find you uh, pretty easily. Okay, yeah. Aaron, this has been very enlightening. Thank you so much for taking the time. Keep putting out that content. Absolutely love it. And thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. All right. Fantastic. All right. For all of you listening, that is all we got. I will have Aaron's contact information in the show notes. Feel free to reach out to her directly or reach out to me. I'll get you in touch with her. She's doing some incredible things. Y'all have a good one.